Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. We're in a series called Gains. Gains is a term uh, that people use on social media. And so let me just, for everybody over 45, it is a hashtag. And a hashtag is just a pound sign with a word. Okay, just a pound sign. We used pound signs when we were younger. Um, and, and when you are gaining muscle, people use hashtag gains. When you're getting in shape, hashtag gains. When you get, yeah, I guess when you get married, people are like hashtag gains. <laughs> you know, when, when, when people are um, increasing in their finances, gains. We, we, we see these all the time used as a, a, a buzzword that, sh- that, that communicates that I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. And so today I want to talk about moving into more. I want to talk about moving into more. As we have been talking about gains, it's exciting to see that it's our third year and we are making gains. And, and it is my hope that your marriage is better. It is my hope that you, as you've been coming, that your kids have a greater hunger for the Lord. That, that as you've been coming, your life is more missional than it is me-centered. Yeah. That over the months and years that you have been coming, that you have been encouraged and challenged. And it is our goal that, that through life groups and through a deeper step in our community, that you would be known, loved, and challenged. That we believe that that is the recipe. What's the secret sauce? Well, the secret sauce is a relationship with the Lord and allowing the Holy Spirit to move in your life. But it, but the part that the community plays is we want to know you, we want to love you, and we want to challenge you. And so knowing you, there needs to be somebody that knows you, that knows about your kids, knows about your job, knows about what's going on, knows what you're praying for, kind of does life with you. And um, the truth of the matter is, as we keep growing, Katie and I, we're not going to be able to know everybody that comes in. But that's why the church is set up, listen to this, to mature the saints for the work of the ministry. They should not have to know us if they know you. Because you're growing and you, you're, every member is a minister. Every person's growing into who God has called them to be. Does that make sense? And so I just want you to know that there's a lot of people who can preach here. There's a lot of people who can do here. And this, this, it takes more than one monkey to run this whole circus. And so the truth is it ain't just me. Oh, the pastor. No, 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 no. I put on my underwear just like you do, okay? And so as we grow and things become successful, we always try to push people to places that they didn't ask to go. And the truth is, we're we're a normal family. We're going to raise kids. Our kids are still just now walking into the teenage years, and we're praying that God does great things in their life, but we walk through it just like y'all are. But they should be able to meet you because you've been known, you know, to be loved, it takes a little effort. Yeah. Come on. It's easy to push people away. Yeah. It's easy not to trust. It's easy to think that I don't want anybody to know me. I just kind of want to come in and come out and come in and come out. And as we grow, I think there will be seasons and people that need to do that. They got hurt or they moved or there's been a major adversity. Come on. And they just need to sit in the back row and, and just soak a little bit. 
Just learn a little bit. Just be loved on a little bit. I don't need to do ministry right now. I, if I do ministry, we're going to destroy some people. I just need to sit for a second. Come on, is that good? Yeah. But you're going to have to allow us, our team, life groups, to love you. That means that when we text you, <laughs> you text back. <laughs> That, that means when we have a life group, you, you show up. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be loved and known, you're going to have to be, does that make sense? Known and loved. Yeah. But then you, the, the, the next part is challenged. Chal Jesus walked with his disciples and he challenged them. He did not let them do, listen, listen, whatever they wanted to do. Yeah, right. and, and, and if you're picking a church to let you do what you want to do, I want to encourage you. You ain't picking the right church. There, you, you want to pick a church that accepts your gifts and who you are, but doesn't let you stay, come on, where you want to stay. We're going, we're going to grow. We're going to grow. Come on. We're going to put a little, five more pay. I used to work out with this guy. And every time I worked, I don't work out with him anymore. But every time I worked out, he would be like, five more pounds, five more pounds. And I'm like, I'm dying. Five more pounds. And, and, and he was like, you said you wanted to grow. I lied. <laughs> I don't want to grow anymore. In fact, I like the way I am. You know, you know and, and, and so what happens is if we don't challenge ourselves, that attitude, that thought, that anger, that, that, that isolation, if we're not challenged, then the Bible says that, that, that we can easily move into isolation. And we believe challenging moves us into good works, moves us into good uh, works. And, and just in a nutshell, as we are celebrating three years, I find it important to let you know who we are. And who we are is we want to love you. We want to love you. Love covers a multitude of sin. We don't care what happened last week. We don't care how you blew it. We don't care about the issues and the sin and all of that that you come here with. But just because, listen, we um, accept you doesn't mean we willfully approve of things that will destroy your life. Does that make sense? And so love is, you can come broken, you can come messed up. Man, Pastor, oh, I blew it. We've had team members, we've had people on our inside circle that had to grow and move. And, and you know what? We didn't go get out of here. We, we said, hey, man, we're going to love you through it. Yeah. That's what the church does. We love people through it. Love covers sin. But truth will set you free. And so if you go to a church that's just love only, then, oh man, I feel great when I go. I'm not doing any growth. I'm not doing any changing. I'm still as broke and addicted as I was when I showed up, but I feel really good there. Come on. There is part of it that we want you to be loved. But then we want you to hear truth because truth will set you free. And listen to me, I don't know about you, but does anybody like hearing truth? I mean, like you're like, I like giving it, <laughs> but I don't really like hearing it. Like, I love telling people what I think, but I don't want to really hear what other people think. I like, I, I like to give the, what I see. I don't want to hear what other people say. Oh, no, I don't want to work on that. You know what I mean? But, but here's the thing is if we will love well, and if we will give truth in love, see, truth without love cripples people. Yeah. That's right. But love without truth keeps people infants and babies. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and, and the goal for the church is that you mature. Yeah. 
you mature. You know, I remember there was a time when Trevor was really young, and I could t- put him on the roof, and we did this, and I said, jump, and he was like, dada. Now at 13, if I say jump off the roof, he's like, you crazy. <laughs> you can't catch me. I ain't jumping. You crazy. I ain't jumping. Maturity comes. Come on. And so what happens is we want people to come in, but we want them to grow. We want them to mature. We want them to realize that there is an enemy, that there is a devourer, that you know what? There are things that we're going to have to overcome. And we're growing, come on, mature believers that believe that there is something in them and God has an assignment for them. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 4. We're talking about moving into more. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 4. It says this. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your kindred, and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great. So that you will be a blessing. Can I just stop for five seconds? Everything that God gives you is never for you. It's always for the people who come through you. God is not freeing you so that you can have a better Instagram. God is not, come on, God is not freeing your life so that when you go back to the family functions, everybody's like, oh, you've changed. But here's the thing, is that God will bless you and God will grow you because God is using your life as an investment account. And he is investing some truth into your life so that that truth can come out of your life. Does that make sense? When God looks at you, he sees everybody that you will ever touch, everybody that you will ever know, he sees seed in you. So when, when, when God looks at Katie and I, he doesn't just see Katie and I, he sees our kids and who our kids are going to marry and who our kids' kids are. Does that make sense? God is the God of generations. And so God is outside of time. I'm trying to help you understand this. So when God does something to a generational line... He wants to see it transformed for a long time. God's not trying to break lust off of your life so that you can walk in less shame. He's trying to break lust off of your life so that in a generations, the stories are told and now your, your, your family is walking into new levels of purity. So here's the thing. As a body, we always need to be moving. We always need to be moving into more. We always need to be wanting to mush, push forward. Not mush, I don't know why I said that. Push forward. Look at this. Mush. All right? (laughs) I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you. Look at this. I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Like, come on. Everybody over 40 should have been excited. Let's go. Come on. All seven of us. I think it's important that this is in there. Why? Because, listen, it doesn't say, and God spoke to the 19-year-old. Go. You know, can I just say something real quick? We're just going to stop. I'm going to give you this for free. Okay? (laughs) 
I think it's very important that Abraham was 75 because he had roots. He had life. He had furniture. I don't know if he was a hoarder, but I'm telling you, he had baby pictures. There was stuff to move. And so when God said, Abraham, I want you to leave your town, your country, your home, it was like, what are we going to do with all this stuff? I mean, it, was, it wasn't like a 19-year-old who had a bed. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was, it, was a, it was a grounded person that had something and had a life and had comfort. And God said, I want you to move everything. No matter how old you are, if you breathing, God wants you moving. I don't care how long you've been in church. If you're breathing, God wants you moving. Your, your conversation with God is, what's next? Not, I'm good. <laughs> That's it. Time out. Tag up. You know what I'm saying? Like, your conversation with God is, what is next? So Abraham went, as the Lord had told him, with Lot. He was 75 years old, and he departed from Haran. What a powerful text. This is the greatest download ever. This is the greatest word from the Lord. I mean, think about this. God tells Abram, who will later be Abraham, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. I will, you will be a blessing. Those who bless you will be blessed. Those who dishonor you will be cursed. You will be blessed, and you will bless all families. Like, give me that word. You know what I'm saying? Like, that right there is, come on. That's like, like you're surrounded by superness. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know, it's like a force field. It's like, you're going to be awesome. Everything you do is going to be awesome. And if people try to attack that awesome, I'm going to attack them. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> like, you walk different after this kind of word. Like, you're like, this is the word that you're like running, shouting, praising God. Oh, pastor, God gave me a word. I got a word. I got a word. I got a word. Woo! And, and here's what's funny is I meet so many people who are believing that God is speaking to them and doing something. But I think in this moment, it would have been very easy for Abraham to be all in. Like, this is the greatest news in the world. You're going to do all this for little old me? <laughs> I don't need all. Okay, do it. <laughs> just do the top three. But if you're going to go ahead and curse them, just, just, I, got a few, I got a list. Uh, <laughs> this is so awesome. You're going to do all this for me. You know, and, and, and here's what I want to say, is that it's easy to be all in when you hear a word that is encouraging. All in, anybody know any all in type people? Come on, all in type people. You ever go to a movie with someone who's all in? Like they're all in and they're watching the movie. Listen, I was so frustrated as a kid because my dad would, would want me to understand everything. And so what he would do is when we would watch a movie, he would stop it. I, some of y'all just like, he, he can't do that. You know, like he would stop it, he would explain it, and he would rewind it. And we would watch it again. And I was like, you, you, you're a sick man. You're sick. Because... You don't do that. Like, if you're all in, come on, you don't want people walking around. Come on, how many of you have ever watched movies with question people? Come on, let's be honest. And if you're a question person, we don't like watching movies with you. I'm just going to say that. Because cause, let's be honest, there are those question people that are like, what is that? What is they going to do? Is that the bad guy? Shut up. You will find out. That's why we're watching it. It's in the movie. They're not going to play the movie and not tell you. 
You know what I'm saying? And so, and so here's the deal. Even when like you go to movies, come on, and, and there, there are those people, and if you're those people, we, we love you. Um, but come on, they got the baby in the movie, and they're crying, or they're talking, or people are talking, and you're like, I can't watch this movie if you don't take that child out. Come on. Come on. I know it's God's kid, but you take God's kid out. All in. All in. Anybody know any all in fans? All in fans? Come on, like you watch those 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 uh, games and people like paint their whole body, their whole body, and you're like, wow, they're confident. <laughs> you know, woo! <laughs> like like like, come on, all in. Fans, I'm an all-in fan. Like, like for me, it's Dallas Cowboys. I remember one time I had one of my kids say, um, "That's okay, God's team." Uh, um, but, but, but here's the, here's the thing. I had one of my kids. Uh, I did this really. I, it's, I don't think it's child abuse. I looked it up. But. Um, <laughs> But I did say, uh, I was like, hey, when one of my kids had this conversation, we were around the table, and he was like, hey, Dad, so what if I didn't um, want to root for the uh, cowboy? And I was like, that's cool. You can move out. <laughs> and he, his eyes got, like, really big, and he's like, are you serious? And I was like, yes, your grandmother will always take you. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean the, and so I'm just like an all-in person. Like, at Christmas, we have Jesus' Christmas tree, and then we have the Dallas Cowboys. Come on. <laughs> Because wise men follow the star. I'm just saying, listen, I'm, I'm, just, I'm an all-in fan. I'm an all-in fan. Y'all don't understand. Like, what about those people that, that play card games and, and, guard, and like board games? Like, have you ever played a board game or a card game with an all-in person? Come on, listen, listen, listen. Like, 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 this is, listen, listen. This is not, uh, this is not fun. We came to war. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 you better get right. And you know the people that you're like, oh, let's just play a game. And there are some personalities that like details don't matter. And it's like, let's just laugh and play. And there's other people like, no, this is the rules. And if we don't play like this, you're wrong. Come on, it's not Katarn. It's not Katarn. I know. I'm just saying it's real. Like, and the, come on, be honest. Be honest. When the people who are all in on the game, those are the people that you love to beat. Come on, is, is, that, is that true? It's like, I don't care who wins, but not you. <laughs> ever, ever, ever see those all in, like, new relationship people? Like, you know, maybe they're engaged or, or they're, they're, they just started dating and they're like, like, picture galore, like, creativity, like, we're doing it. And it's like, awesome. <laughs> it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've been together like a day. It was like, boom. It's all, they're all in. They're excited. Or, or that young married couple, come on, that's been married for like a month, like one month. And they're talking about their love story, and it has to be shared. It has to be shared. And so every creative place, they're stopping and posing and taking wonderful pictures. And you're like, wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> what about those people that get pregnant? All in pregnant people? Come on. Come on. All in pregnant people. It's like, yes, we're having a baby. I'm going to tell the world. We're going to buy everything. We don't know what the sex is. But it's just so excited. You know what I'm saying? And they're, like, they're taking pictures and posting, and there's like nothing, but they're like, <laughs> like, they're, like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're pushing it out, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's been four days. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you all in, baby. Let's go. Let's go. I, I ain't mad. I'm just saying, there are people that are all in. And uh, it's, it's easy when you get a good word. To want to be all in. Yeah. 
It's easy when you have a good service to want to be all in. It's easy when you go through a good worship set, come on, to be all in. But the part that we didn't read is the time it was going to take to make that promise happen. The time. See, everybody wants to upgrade. Everybody wants to make gains. Everybody wants to move into more. But in order to get the promise, there has to be some action. You see, every promise has to be followed up with a plan. Plan. Great gains happen when we follow God's plan for our life. And today, I want to give you four thoughts about moving into more. The first one is this. Let's just make a commitment to leave the places that don't cause growth. Let's just make a commitment. If you want to grow, come on. The instant message could have been crazy. Look what God just told me. I wrote it down. It's awesome. Here's what God told me. Okay, great. But, but if you don't make a move, then nothing's going to happen. If you don't make a move, let's commit to leave the places that don't cause growth. For us to step into more, it starts with a step. We got a step. So here's the deal. If we're wanting to take our family to the next level, then our first step may be to be quiet. See, if, if we want to take a step, come on, in our finances, the first step may be to tithe. If we want to take a step, come on, in our purity and our relationship, then maybe, come on, our first step is to set boundaries. See, what, see, what we, we, we all want to get there, but we don't want to travel there. See, we all want to get there. We all want to get to glory. We all want to get to this awesome life that begins to work for us. But the truth is, we've got to go on the journey because the journey, listen, makes the person. It makes us. When you begin to hear God speak to you, you know that the next thing that happens is there has to be a choice. A choice. Who will you serve? When will you start? Where are you going to stay? Are you going to leave or are you going to move? Are you going to stay or are you going to travel? Because here's the thing. The movement proves trust. Like even though I haven't received all of it yet, I trust you, come on, in the middle of what I'm going through. There are some places that you can live, but you won't thrive. That's what God was telling Abraham. You can live here, you just can't thrive here. You can live here, but I have more for you if you want it. But if you want it, you're going to have to leave this place. Well, what was this place? It was a place of comfort. What was this place? Everybody knew him. What was this place? Everybody knew who he was. He had had a life. He had done life there for 75 years. He had roots. I understand all that. But here's the thing. If you want to go to the next level, you're going to have to make a move. And for some of you, that may be joining a church. That For some of you, that may be going through framework. Some of you, that may be going on a mission trip some of you because here's the thing is it's not just receiving the content it's doing the content you can actually listen to this go to church every sunday and be the most rebellious person in the room because because your heart used to be soft but now you're critical 
See, you used to have a great relationship with your parents. And, and every young person, look at me. Let me just talk to you for five seconds. It is very hard for a parent to love you and not like you. And the truth is that if you want the family that is close and connected, you're going to have to do some things that you will not want to do. You'll have to watch some shows you don't want. You'll have to go places you don't want to go. Come on, that phone, while it's awesome, may be stealing you from wisdom and your family. Just be careful. See, the truth is, God has a plan, come on, for your life. And if we're going to move, we're going to have to leave some things. We're going to have to leave some things. Haran was a great place. It just wasn't where God had him. Some of our friendships may be great, but what are they producing in your life? Come on, if I go around with these guys, if I hang out, these are my friends. I've known them all my life, but I understand. But if we were going to not judge, but take inventory, all of the friends that I kick it with, they all don't like marriage. Well, guess what's going to happen? I'm not going to like marriage either. If I'm over here with all my girls, come on, and we're just going and we're just hanging and we're just, and they're all talking about, I'm going to pick up. And here's the deal. God has an assignment for every one of your lives. And sometimes we got to make a move. Listen to this story, this testimony. Since becoming a house, a member of the house, I have grown in so many numerous ways. Too many to count. Being at the house has brought me so much closer to God and understanding of the word and his incredible goodness and mercy and glory. I have learned that I have a special purpose and my family has grown exponentially. Because of our church, God has shown me unconditional love without judgment and condemnation, which has made growth possible. This has caused me to love others and love myself without shame. Through watching and learning from other people at the house, even outside the building, I have learned what it means to serve for his glory and not my own. Loving on people and making them feel like they're important has has produced a greater desire in me to serve and help those in need. I am so excited about the place that God has moved me to because I'm better. Here is what I'm telling you. There are some things in your life that you want to happen, but they won't happen if you don't make a choice to move. You got to move. Sometimes you got to move. Well, it's so comfortable here. I I know that's why you got to move. Because guess what? You're trusting in your family, but you're not trusting in God. That's why you got to move because there's something in you. See, you're trusting in what you know. You've built friends. You've done. But now I'm moving you. Come on, somebody. And I want something more in you. The second thing is this. Let's accept that putting in the time is part of having lasting gains. Come on. I'm going to go ahead and say a cuss word. Y'all just get ready for it. Time. I know our culture, that's a cuss word. Because because it's a terrible, terrible word. Because we we, we don't want to be, we don't want to start. Come on, we want to finish. How many of you, honestly, let's just be honest, you hate driving. 
You hate driving. I hate going on long trips. I don't want to go on a seven or eight hour trip. I want to invest. You know, here's the deal. There are some people that want to invest in things. I want to invest in the teleportation system. When that happens, life is going to be great because I get bored just driving. I'm just trying. I can't do anything productive. I know that I'm driving and saving my whole family. I'm behind a ton vehicle. I want to do other things. I don't, I'm just waiting for the car to drive itself because I don't want, listen, I want to be here. I want to be there, but I don't want to be in the middle. How many feel the same way? Look, 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 listen, here's the problem. Here's the problem with that life. Some things don't grow fast. Well, I went to church for five Sundays in a row and my marriage isn't better. Well, let me ask you this. Did it take you five Sundays to jack it up? Listen, I'm not mad. Well, I've been to church five times in a row and my kid's still rebellious. Listen, all I'm telling you is this. It takes time. And so you got to hear it. And we believe in seed time harvest. Seed time harvest. We don't believe seed harvest. God ain't trying to do a microwave deal on you. God's not trying to give you a Big Mac. You know what I'm saying? I used to work in a uh, barbecue restaurant. And so I would wake up and I would have to be there between 4.30 and 5. And I remember the time that it took to season that meat. Come on. When you cut into that pork butt, when you cut into that brisket, and all of the juice went, I'm just saying, the seasoning, and you rubbed it in, and it was all night long, and the hickory, and it was just so, but I promise you, if you take a piece of beef, put it in the microwave for five minutes, pull it out, come on, y'all, let's get it. Come on. Why? Because we know the time that it took develops something. And so it's not that you hear it. I just got into a conversation with someone the other day. Well, I hear it, so I should be able to preach it. But here's the deal. You preach what you know, but you impart who you are. And sometimes it takes a little time for you to just get the understanding down in your heart where you can make the decision when nobody's looking. Come on. It's not about content. It's about application. And so sometimes, come on, application takes time. We all know, come on, don't, be, don't do this, don't do that. But sometimes, it's so amazing. You would think by now, I've been serving God for 25 years. I've read 1 Corinthians 13 like a million times. And there are still times when I'm like... I know I'm wrong. It just feels so right. You know what I mean? And you would think that, well, I, I've been saved long enough. I shouldn't be dealing with that anymore. But here's what I'm telling you is growth takes time. And stop looking for the moment. Listen, and, and, and this is the big deal. I believe that God does miracles. I believe that God can change your life in a moment. But if we were going to be truthful... There are some people that if God did a miracle in your finances, the savings account wouldn't start. And if God did a miracle in your relationship, it would just get back to where it was. Because it's there because lessons need to be learned. And we got to leave some places. And we got to have some time. And we got to grow. Come on, listen to this. Something new 
in our life. Does this make sense? Does this make sense? Come on. Listen to this story. This is from a college girl at our church. The biggest move that God has made in my life was bringing me through depression. I've tried everything that the world had to offer to cure my depression. Prescription drugs, drugs, alcohol, sex, empty relationships. Everything that the world offered me left me feeling broken, full of shame. I came to terms with the struggle and I would have this my entire life. I labeled myself a broken mess. These are the lies of the enemy, and I believed them for too long. I struggled with depression for years before I laid it at the foot of Jesus. I truly believed that he would bring me through this. However, the healing was an instant. Although I did have hope and faith that the second I gave it to Jesus that he would take it, it took time. The Lord has faithful. The Lord is faithful in his promises and he wanted to see me thriving and living an abundant life, but Jesus showed me his heart and it wasn't until I knew his heart and my identity in him that I began to change how I thought about myself. Listen, the enemy knows that I struggle with depression and still tries to use it against me, but I now know that part of my life is behind me and Jesus is stronger than any weapon the enemy can use against me. Jesus has already defeated depression, shame and guilt and anything else the enemy would use to come against me. Here's the deal. Sometimes it takes time. It takes time and you're growing and God's doing something. Don't give up. The number three is this. Let's see the value in continuing even when it's hard. If people promise you that if you serve Jesus, it will be easy and happy. Now, I'm going to talk two sides here. They are not giving you the full scope because anytime you deny yourself, it's not easy. That also, I don't want to invert it and say, if you follow God, you're going to have to give up everything and your whole life's going to be hell. Because I don't believe that either. I don't believe that. You know what I'm saying? There is a narrow gate. There is a broad gate. The narrow gate, listen, isn't so narrow that you're like, it's so narrow. It's just narrower than the wide gate. Does that make sense? The wide gate is wide, and the narrow is narrow. It's not like so narrow that it's on a tight string, and God's just waiting for you to fall off. It's narrow, and this is wide, and that's subjective to how big. Does that make sense? So I don't want you to feel like, oh, it's so terrible, so hard. No, there are hard things because God wants you to grow. And here's the deal. He's trying to take out the things that won't produce life in you. Come on. And that's hard. That's called growth. That's called change. Listen, as we move forward, here's what I want you to say. Transformation isn't light work. It's work. The Bible teaches us not to get weary. Galatians 6, 9 says this. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap. Come on, listen to this. If we do not, say it with me, give 
up. Come on. If we do not what? If we do not give up. Okay? So here's the deal. When it's not comfortable, don't give up. When you look foolish, don't give up. Come on, you, you begin to tell people about tithing, and they're like, You're gonna, you give that much money? Y'all could have gone to Disney World five times. <laughs> Come on, it looks foolish. But here's the deal. God uses, listen, the foolish things to confound the wise. The foolish things. Look at this. Look at this. If you don't feel like it, and there are days that you will not feel like it. Come on. I, 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 it's easy. Come on. We got the worship team up here. I got Steve and Kelsey and, and Jen. I got all these people up here. I got, I got Steph up here. And, and they're like, come on, lift your hands. And you're like, I don't feel like it. I'm not going to do it. And they're like, come on, lift your hands. Let's, let, let's invite the presence of God. No. And I'm doing this because you're making me. My hands are lower. And then after about two or three songs, you're like, oh, fine, I'll give you something. <laughs> hey, worship team, you worked hard today. Boom. <laughs> Gains. Listen. I got to tell you all a secret, and I would only tell you because you're the second service. <laughs> Sometimes, Katie and I don't want to come to church. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and tell you one more thing, because I know this will stay just between us. But here's what we do. We realize where we need to be. And we do, come on, listen to what I'm saying. What we need to do regardless of what we feel like. And here's the deal. That'll keep you married. That right there. Look, come on, help me. Help me, somebody. That right there will help your family and your life go to the next level. Because we are in a world that says, if you feel it, do it. Do you, baby. But what I'm telling you is the Bible says, do me. Put yourself down. Don't do you. And do something different. And you will grow and you will experience, come on, the blessings of God in your life. I don't show up because I love church. Come on. Let's, let's just do that one time. I don't show up because I love church or because we started it. I show up because I'm better in it. I'm better in it. Hearing the word, I'm better. And it doesn't matter who. When I'm here, if it's Adam or Devin or whoever, I'm going to be there. And if I'm not talking, I'm taking notes. Why? Because I need it. I need it. You've got to see the value when it's hard. When you, feel, when you feel stuck, when you feel stranded, when you feel like it's too much pressure, when you feel like it's too much, here is what I'm telling you. And, and, and another thing, you start serving God. Come on, you remember when you were in the world? Anybody remember when they were in the world? It was so easy. Now, it would kill you. And it was terrible. 
but you could feel good doing it. It wouldn't produce anything. The Bible says sin will destroy your life. But it's crazy. I start transforming. I start, God starts doing a work on me. And then and, and the closer I get to the Lord, the more jacked up I realized I am. Is that crazy? I'm like, I want to go back here when I was naive. And I was like, I know I'm broke, but I don't even know about it. <laughs> but come on. And so what we do is this. We look back and we, and we, and we, we dream about how easy it was but we forget how broke we were. See, God sent angels to Sodom and Gomorrah. And here's what he said. He said, Lot, I want you and your family to leave and don't look back. Why? See, that was the place I grew up. That was where I felt comfortable. That is where I was understood. That's where all my friends got me. And you know what? Now, all you Christian friends, y'all like judging me and holding me accountable. Well, my other friends, they just accept me the way I am. That's right, because there's no standards. Come on. And everyone left, but Lot turned, Lot's wife turned around. What am I missing? And here's an You're not missing anything. You're not missing anything. There's nothing back there. The Bible says, make the turn. Look this way. Keep moving. Keep going on. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. There are seasons of difficult, but there's also seasons where it's not difficult. And you're growing and the harvest has come. And seed, time, and harvest. And now you're like, look what God is doing. And you're feasting, come on, on all that you've sown. Don't give up. This last story that I want to give you is from a family in our church. And here's the story. I was struggling with isolation and anxiety after leaving the workforce in order to stay home with our baby. My whole adult life had been about building my education and my career, and I felt called to stay home. It was a major struggle at first, not feeling like I was important or feeling like I had given up on myself. But with Mom Life, that's a ministry, that's a life group that we have, I found a community and learned my identity is not in my career, education, marriage, or even children. My identity is in Christ alone and that He has given me freedom. Our teenager son was struggling with anger and abandonment because uh, of past abuses from his biological father. At Be The One... Last summer, he was able to share his testimony and put that into words. These are his words. He said, I realize that my past is not something that I need to keep hidden and be ashamed of. God has brought me through, and I'm going to use this to help other people. I had the pleasure of watching my husband take his spiritual role of leadership in our household. He has a community now of strong men that move him and lead him towards a relationship with Christ. My husband comes from three generations of alcoholic men. He has learned early that people will hurt you. And he used to deal with men with um, an outstretched hand. But he has learned to trust and build relationships with people. And now he is a better husband and father, and he understands that God's love is the only perfect love. 
He hasn't had a drink since September the 23rd. Come on. Come on. We have all grown so much because of the idea that we can love others better when Christ first loves us. I am, I am a lifetime church goer, but I've never really understood God's heart for his people until I've come to the house. Here is what I want you to know. God has a plan for your life. This is my last one. Y'all come on up, man. Is the fourth point is this. Let's believe that God has more for us. God has more for us. There is more for us. There's more for your marriage. There's more for your life. There is more for us. Even as we make this transition, and we will be making a transition, April the 7th, we are making a transition from where we are, and we will hold our first service, come on, in our new building. Come on, that's good. Now, just in case you're like, oh, man, that's so cool. I can't wait to be there. <laughs> we're going to make some announcements before because we had a lot of stuff to move. So we're going to be calling you. Love you. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Every time God began to do something in the natural, he was doing something supernatural. And I believe that as we make this shift, Many of you are going to make the shift out of thinking small. You're going to make the shift out of fear. You're going to make the shift come on in your life. You're going to make a shift. And I believe that as you see us packing up and moving, spiritually, you need to pack up and move. Come on. There's a spiritual move taking place in your marriage, in your finances, in your walk with Christ, with your parents. There's a move that's happening in your future. And here's how I want to conclude today. When we launched this church, we used this scripture verse. And we believe that God gave us this scripture verse. And this would be the verse that if people came. Listen, I feel like we have great services. But great services don't change people's lives. You need to give us a year. Jump into framework. Go on a missions trip. Jump into life group. If you will do these things, here's what I can tell you. And I can promise you this. In a year, your life will be different here's our verse the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree they shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish come on in the courts of their God they shall still everybody say still come on everybody say still bear fruit in old age they shall be fresh and flourishing come on we need some fresh and flourishing christians we don't need some christians that are like the world is beating me down you know what i'm saying i don't need eeyore christians i don't need christians that are like i'm just carrying the old rugged cross no i need some christians that are flourishing that are fresh baby you're looking fresh today you're looking why are you flourishing yeah you know i am i'm flourishing there is something moving in me come on and i'm fresh i'm flor. it's not stale i'm not stale church uh, it's kind of boring. I'm fresh. I'm flourishing. God's moving in my life. Come on. And we believe for that to happen, you got to keep moving. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message ministered to you. Feel free to let us know on the Connect tab of the House Church app. We hope you have a great week.